Welcome to Digital Detectives, reports from the battlefront. We'll discuss computer forensics, electronic discovery, and information security issues and what's really happening in the trenches. Not theory, but practical information that you can use in your law practice, right here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 127th edition of Digital Detectives. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, president of Sensei Enterprises, a digital forensics, cybersecurity, and information technology firm in Fairfax, Virginia. And I'm John Simic, vice president of Sensei Enterprises. Today on Digital Detectives, our topic is why solo, small, and mid-sized law firms get a failing grade in cybersecurity. Before we get started, I'd like to thank our sponsors, PINow.com and CaseFleet. Today, we are lucky to have as our guest Tom Lambot, the CEO and founder of Security Plus, the only turnkey comprehensive security solution built for solo lawyers and small to mid-sized law firms. His methods, based on over 15 years of research, testing, and real-world refinement, provide leadership and direction to transform law firm operations, boost profitability, and reduce the risk of getting hacked by leveraging technology. Tom has authored three books. The most recent, Max in Law, was published by the ABA Law Practice Division. His work is published in numerous leading legal publications, including Attorney at Work, Law Practice Today, and Solo Practice University. His weekly blog for lawyers, Stupid Simple Security Tips, provides simplified recommendations to help stop law firms from getting hacked. He's a proud and active father of four kids and lives with his wife in Cleveland, Ohio. It's great to have you with us today, Tom. Thank you. I'm excited to be back again and always look forward to our discussions, although I'm a bit nervous of living up to the bio. That's the challenge of a, of a well-written, <laughs> fancy-sounding bio like that, so I'll do my best here. <laughs> well, I'm sure that will be just fine. And I think the last time we had you on, Tom, was in June of 2018. So why don't you tell our listeners what you've been up to since then? Yeah, so since uh, since then I've continued to grow. You know, my my primary venture, Global Mac IT. So it's a it's a managed service provider specifically for law firms that use Apple computers. Uh, that's going really well, stable, steady, great clients. And the other big thing that I, that's I've been trying to solve was a problem that I kept running into. Uh, for 16 years, I've always met with solo and small firm lawyers, even when I knew they weren't a good fit, right? Even if, knowing they were too small for our managed services, my motto was to help first. And so I'd always strive to provide clarity and direction with the time I spent together. But it happened so many times that I was just turning them away, you know, hundreds of solo and small firm lawyers, and I knew that their options were really limited, and I also realized that managing the day-to-day technology has gotten easier, but that security has gotten more complex. And so two years ago, I started asking myself, how can I help these people? How can I provide value and solutions? And so as a result, you know, fast forward to today, and now we've got Security Plus uh, that we're just starting to spread the word and set up member benefits and doing all that fun stuff to, to get the word out. Well, well, Tom, a failing grade, which we, we mentioned in the title of the podcast, it's, it's kind of a bold statement. Is the state of cybersecurity protection for the solo, small, mid-sized firms? I have my own opinion, but is it really that bad? Sadly, it is. And no lawyer wants to be told they're failing, right? But according to the 2020 ABA Tech Report, you know, 29% of law firms have been hacked, which is up from uh, 26% in 2019. And I, I, I believe it's important to humanize results. So when talking to a lawyer, the way I like to reframe it is I say, hey, imagine two of your colleagues... Now look at one, look at the other. One of you three has been breached, 
right? And if you add on to this, the the other bit, the, the statistics that's not often quoted from the same survey is that 21% of respondents don't know whether their firm has ever experienced a security breach. So those two make up 50% of respondents that have either been breached or don't even know if they have or not. So yeah, they, they get a failing grade. Well, I think that's that's fair. <laughs> and, and I know in, in some respects, they've done a little bit better. The legal space and vertical has made giant strides in embracing the cloud over the past decade and even more so since the pandemic hit. But while the ease of technology has greatly simplified, would you say that cybersecurity has done the opposite and become more complicated and hard to understand during this time? Absolutely. You know, I, I think it's so easy to take the progress for granted. Uh, you know, on the tech side of things, a, a solo or small firm nowadays can set up their email, file sharing, case management software in, in one afternoon on their own and for only a few hundred dollars a month, right? A, a decade ago, that was unheard of, right? It was tens of thousands of dollars just to get those things up and running. And so they've made major strides in simplifying technology, which has empowered a lot of solos and small firms. However, as the great philosopher of the 80s band Poison, Brett Michaels, has stated, every rose has its thorn. And so the, the, the flip side of that is that when it comes to cybersecurity, the threats have multiplied. Ten years ago, I used to brag that Mac users don't need virus protection, right? Two weeks ago, an Apple executive testified under oath in court that malware on Macs is at an unacceptable level. So things have changed, right? Phishing emails, business email compromise, ransomware, every single type of cyber threat has become significantly more advanced and harder to tell, right? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys hear of people getting phished all the time. I mean, and, and the, the, the tactics are getting better and more polished and more advanced, it feels like, by the week. Ten years ago, when your email was hacked, the biggest concern was Viagra offers going out to your whole list, which was pretty embarrassing. You know, today, bad actors lurk in the shadows. They search your conveniently indexed email contacts for the good stuff, and they wait for opportunistic times to strike, right, and to send emails, uh, you know, impersonating different people with, with their own routing numbers and things like that. So it, it's gotten infinitely more, you know, complex, I, I think. Yeah, we couldn't agree more. And it certainly has been very hard for the the folks who are at the solo, small, mid-sized firm. And because they don't have the budgets to do some of the things that some of the big firms are doing. Definitely. You know, I think, it, it, you know, it's hard. And that, that's, again, that's that's how I started doing this because they, they, I so many of them wanted to do the right thing. I just got off a call with a friend of mine down in Boca Raton who also runs a managed service. And, you know, they've got a 20-user minimum. You know, for ours, we have a 10-user minimum. I'm sure you guys probably have minimums as well. So it has to make sense financially. <laughs> but who the, the ones that end up getting the short end of the stick are the ones that are small, that are, are being proactive, right? They're like, hey, I know it's an issue. I know I got to do something. Can you help me? And the majority of well-established IT companies, unfortunately, you know, have to say, sorry, you're too small. We don't have a solution for you. It, it, it's funny you should say that because I, I've told my folks over and over again, if a solo comes, a solo comes. We, we'll take them anyway. Our minimum is one. It's oh, one. That's awesome. Well, that's great. I mean, but, you guys are, are the exception to the rule, right? Again, you, you know the market. And there's, I'm sure you can name on your hand the number of people that have a one-user minimum, right? There's not no, issues. I, 
Uh, you're absolutely right, to yep. be sure. Yep. I mean, it, it is because of give back to the profession that I, I made that rule long ago. And thank thank heavens, uh, m- the folks who work with us uh, understand why I made the rule and they honor it. So I'm glad about that. That's great. Well, well Tom, I'm glad you mentioned Apple. Uh, and I know you you primarily focused on on Mac lawyers, you know, for for years and years and years, at least I think since we've ever known you. But if we if we look at that, those lawyers, how do you, how do you think they would grade on cybersecurity? Sad truth is here, just as badly as Windows users, and maybe a bit worse. So yeah, I've always been a Mac guy since I started. You know, global Mac IT has and always will continue to be Mac only. Security Plus is, expands that, and the solution is for all Mac and PC users. But you know, viruses and ransomware has not been an issue for Mac users, but that itself creates an issue. You know, what that ends up creating is that they have a false sense of confidence that because they use Macs and they end up being more lackadaisical towards their security measures, right? So the mindset goes like this, and it's an old mindset, right? 10, 15 years ago, again, I used to have my nose up in the air and say, yeah, I have a Mac, Macs don't get viruses. I've never had a client get a virus, right? Therefore, I'm safe. But what they're missing is that the cyber threat landscape has completely changed. It's not what it is, what it was 10 years ago. It's not what it was five years ago. And outside of ransomware and viruses, the majority of cyber threats out there don't give a hoot whether you use a Mac or not, right? If you get fished, you get fished. I don't care if you're on a Mac or a PC. If you have business email compromise, right, all these different things affect you just the same way whether you're on a Mac or a PC. So I think they're, they're actually... I hate to use the word lazy, but it's true. You know, I was just on a podcast with someone recently um, who was a Mac user and talking about Security Plus, and I got an email at the end of the day actually admitting to me, he's like, yeah, I just I just got fished and I gave up my credentials and I didn't even realize it, you know? So <laughs> it happens to everybody. And, and the Mac users are, 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 you know, 10 years ago it was different. They didn't get viruses. That was good. But it's a different world today than it was 10 years ago. Well, and of course, the the market share has gone up too. Definitely. Yeah, the market share continues to go up. And, you know, cyber criminals are like, hey, the market's big enough. It, it makes us, makes it's ROI. It's a business, right? Cybercrime is a very well-run, very efficient, very well-funded business. You know, it's not some, you know, cyber, you know, tech geek that's living in his, you know, grandmother's basement eating Cheetos, you know, with a hood. <laughs> you know, it, it's organized crime. I mean, you, you guys know this very well, right? But it, it, it's funded and it's like, all right, how many Mac users? What kind of data and assets that they have it's it's a simple business game you know so yeah. they're they're, they're yeah. developing they're targeting mac users just as well well an account takeover attack on a microsoft 365 account doesn't care what you use to get to it <laughs> no <laughs> no it does not T- tom i think it's safe to say that lawyers are concerned we certainly see that when we lecture and and they know that cybersecurity is a problem which is why they're trying to understand it better so why do you think so many lawyers are getting a failing grade on a continuous basis in cybersecurity yeah, why hasn't changed, right? Why why isn't the trend shifting to improve? Uh, and I think lawyers' failure to adequately protect themselves is rooted in four main causes. So I, I've created this framework called called the lacking framework, and so it's made up of four things. And so the first is a lack of awareness, right? They underestimate the cyber threat. It's not going to happen to me. I'm just a solo. I practice family law. They're not going after me. They're going after the IP guys, right? So they underestimate or, or misunderstand the threat. The second is a lack of time. 
right? Especially for solo and small firms, which are the ones I'm, I'm really passionate about helping. They have so many responsibilities, it's impossible to perform all of them at a high level, right? A solo or small firm lawyer is doing lawyering. They're also doing HR and finance and marketing and security and technology and all these things. And some things are okay to get behind on, like your books, right? Sometimes we get three, four months behind and then we power through it over the weekend and get caught up. But getting behind on security, you know, the penalty for that is having a data breach. You know, now you're filing a notice of a data breach. In my opinion, that's just as bad a mark on your record as a criminal record or a bankruptcy. And so it's important. So they lack the time to do it properly. The third lack is lack of clarity, right? Like we've stated before, the, even the ones that are trying to do the right thing, reaching out to an IT provider, many of them are turned away. If you Google and try to find IT security solutions, I mean, there are hundreds, if not thousands of different security solutions, right? The, the ones that come up on Google searches are the enterprise grade, the big larger ones. And so it's like, do I need a SOC? Do I need a security operations center as a solo with a paralegal, right? So they, they, they don't even know where to start, what to do, what do I need? What's, what's too much? What's too little? And so the easiest action is inaction at that point. And then the, the last one is a lack of implementation. You know, lawyers have a recurring pattern of not addressing their main problems. And I think that to me, that was really pointed out in the annual Thomson Reuters State of the U.S. Small Firm Survey. I don't know if you guys read those closely, but what really stood out this year is that year after year, they've identified the biggest problems and they break them down into three different groups. So we know about the problem and we've addressed it. We know about the problem and what to do, but we haven't done anything about it yet. We know about the problem and we don't know what to do about it. And overwhelmingly, I mean, it's 80% consistently, you know, about 70 to 80% for most of the main problems that end up not being addressed from year after year. And so lack of implementation is, is, you know, again, it doesn't matter if you know what needs to happen. If you're not doing it, you don't get the benefits. Well, before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Does your law firm need an investigator for a background check, civil investigation, or other type of investigation? PINow.com is a one-of-a-kind resource for locating investigators anywhere in the U.S. and worldwide. The professionals listed on PI Now understand the legal constraints of an investigation, are up-to-date on the latest technology, and have extensive experience in many types of investigation, including workers' compensation and surveillance. Find a pre-screened private investigator today. Visit www.pinow.com. What could be more important than knowing the facts of your case inside and out? CaseFleet's powerful software makes it easy to create a chronology of each case and to track the evidence for each fact. With an intuitive interface, full-text search, and built-in document review, CaseFleet makes fact management easy. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at casefleet.com forward slash digital detectives and get 10% off your first subscription. Welcome back to Digital Detectives on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our topic is why solo, small, and mid-sized law firms get a failing grade in cybersecurity. Our guest is Tom Lambot, the CEO and founder of Security Plus, the only turnkey comprehensive security solution built for solo lawyers and small to mid-sized law firms. His methods, based on over 15 years of research, testing, and real-world refinement, provide leadership and direction to transform law firms 
firm operations, boost profitability, and reduce the risk of getting hacked by leveraging technology. Tom, before we went went off to the break, you were talking about the the, the four lackadaisical things, I guess, <laughs> to kind of paraphrase everything there. And out of curiosity, which which do you think of those is really the most important? I think the biggest one is implementation. I always think of the, the, the commercial on, I think it was on PBS, right? The more you know, the more you know. Um, and, uh, you know, knowledge <laughs> is power. He sings too. I think he should stick to technology. <laughs> yes, yes. Not well, not well. Uh, my, my kids would agree. So knowledge is not power. It's only potential power, right? Knowing what to do, but doing, you don't get a gold star for, yeah, I knew that I was supposed to have 2FA active, I knew that I was supposed to do these things, right? Implementation is 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 where is where traction, where the rubber hits the ground, and you actually get results, you know, to show for your actions. So, implementation is the biggest thing, uh, and I think it's the hardest one as well. Again, because of you know the lack of time and just being pulled in so many different directions, and if you don't have you know certainty in what the action is, it's impossible to take that action and move forward. So. Yes, well, I certainly agree with you. Implementation is a, a big problem, and part of it is budget, too. But you're right, they're also struggling for time because they're very busy at, at the smaller level. What, what do you think is the single best cybersecurity protection solution that's out there? That's a tough one. I hesitate to even give an answer as it would be misguiding, right? Uh, that's like asking, what's the single best car safety measure? Right. Is it the seatbelt? I would say the basics, right? Maybe using unique passwords and two-factor authentication, uh, but those are just the bare minimums. You know, in the same way that you would wear your seatbelt in your car, but you'd still rely and depend on the, all the other safety measures. And so, if I can update that answer, I think the best protection, you know, is a multi-layered security approach, right? If you want to imagine the the good old classic heist movies, right? And there's a series of tests they have to go through to get to the jewel, right? You've got the video cameras, the armed bodyguards, the laser beam seam is is always the the funnest one, and then you know we've got the uh, Indiana Jones where he's got the bag of sand and you've got to <laughs> put it on there at the same time, right? So the the best approach is multiple different solutions, you know. So if one fall, if one fails, the other ones are there to protect you. So that, that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's a good one. So Tom, what, what advice would you, would you give our listeners right now that re- realizing the, the risk posed and that, that wants to do the right thing? You already talked about, you know, lack of time that, that folks have, et cetera. But what about, and, and as well as the, the ability for them to, to protect themselves, what advice would you give them? I would say find a who. And what that means to me, there, there's a book called Who Not How by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And the whole concept, it's written for entrepreneurs. Uh, but again, the market that I serve, you know, really solo and small to medium-sized law firms, I believe are highly entrepreneurial. And the main concept is that when an entrepreneur finds, you know, decides they want to do something, the next question they usually ask is, okay, how do I do this? Right? We're problem solvers. How do we get this done? But that's the wrong question. The right question is, who can get this done, right? Can you find an expert? And so he actually says, I have this quote here in front of me, when you're trying to accomplish something challenging or difficult that you've never done before, you probably need a who. Let me say that another way. You absolutely need a who if you're trying to accomplish something new and challenging unless you're fine not getting the result you want in the near future. So 
finding a who means accepting, okay, I'm not going to wake up any day soon and be a security expert. I'm not going to wake up as a solo and know exactly what I need to do to take care of the security thing so I can sleep at night, not worry that I'm going to become another statistic. You know, there's so many people I talk to, they're like, oh, someone in my building just went through a data breach and they talk about all the stress. I wonder if it's them talking about themselves, you know, in the third person. (laughs) But you've got to take action. Don't wait until something happens. You know, the sad truth is it's happening to way more people than you can think. You know, there's way more lawyers out there that are experiencing data breaches that are not reporting it because uh, they don't want that black mark on their record. And it's it's not this like rare thing that might happen. You know, it doesn't just happen to the big law firms that you hear about. The big law firms get the headlines, right? Just like you only get a headline if you have 250 million credentials breached or more, right? That, you know, small 10, 20 million, that doesn't even make news. And so it's the same thing in the legal world. It's happening to everybody. And so you've got to take action to find a who. <laughs> it's hard to find those who's. There are all kinds of people with their hands up in the air saying they're an expert. So it does take some work. Uh, we've always said, you know, talk to your colleagues. The, they've had good experiences with folks. And a, a lot of times that's the best way to get some sound advice. But let me ask you another question. What's the best book you've read this past year that you think all law firm owners, managing partners, and legal administrators should read? I actually just gave that one up. And it's uh, Who Not How by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love this book. It, it's, it's been a, a, a significant game changer for me. It's helped me break through a lot of complexities, things that I was trying to move forward. And whenever I find myself kind of kicking the can down for something that's important, but it's not making progress, you know, consistently, I stop and I say, okay, I need to find a who. You know, I'm trying to do it, but I'm not an expert at this thing, whatever it is I'm doing at the time. In fact, I, I like this book so much when it came out, they had a special, and I, I bought 50 copies of the Kindle book just to give out to clients and different people and prospective clients. Uh, and so I wasn't planning on this, but I'll just throw it out there. The, the first 10 people who shoot me an email uh, at tom at securityplus.io, I'll go ahead and hit reply and I'll send you a copy of the book. So I'll just put who not how in the subject line or something like that. Uh, but it, it's a really good book. It's really you know, it, it, it's simple. It's not just based on theory and research, but it's really useful, especially for solo and small law firms who are in charge of doing so many things on their own. You know, and when when you're split in a hundred different directions, it's hard to make any real progress. So, who, not how? Well, Tom, what what haven't we asked you yet that we should have? And 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 do you have any final, like, really killer tip that our listeners could use right away? Yeah, um, you know, Security Plus, is, it's built to be a turnkey solution. Uh, it, it's kind of created to be one more arrow in the overly busy lawyer's quiver. But that's not the first step. I think it's important to get those security layers in place. But for most people, the truth is, that, you know, they're not even doing the basics, right? The things you have control over. I like to think of the club. Do you remember the club back in the 90s, the uh, car jack protection device, right? It was that oh, big oh. red Oh, that, that big thing, red yeah. metal bar, right? For, on your, your clamped wheel. on your steering wheel, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so the big red thing, right? You, you clamp it on there. I, I always thought of the car thief who's going through a parking lot, and he's looking, he's peeking in in windows. You know, if you see the, if they saw the club, they didn't waste their time. They just moved right on to the next car. I don't care how nice the car was; it's not worth the extra effort, right, of trying to defeat the club, right? So, your club, as a lawyer, is two factor authentication. 
It's one of the simplest to activate that nets you, I, I believe, one of the highest immediate increased security. You know, so make a list. If there were five services that got breached today, which ones would stress you out the most? Case management software, email, file sharing, you know, banking, accounting, right, are, are usually the top five. You might have another, but make those top five and ask yourself, do I have two-factor authentication enabled and active for those five services? If not, do that tonight. Just spend, you know, a half hour, one hour. It's one, it's one of the best hours you can invest, you know, to get that up and running and increase your security. You know, it's funny, we, we mentioned that in a lecture we gave for the South Carolina bar just an hour ago. So. <laughs> but, but, but then, of course, you knew you were preaching to the choir. <laughs> there you so go. We, we want to thank you, Tom, for being our guest today. It's always fun to talk with you. Um, you you're a very colorful person, uh, which is wonderful because listeners love that. And you have a lot of interesting and great advice to, to give folks in a, a simple way that's easy to understand without all the tech speak, which they hate. So thank <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time and being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to, to be here and kind of share the word on my, my latest passion project here. Well, that does it for this edition of Digital Detectives. And remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find out more about Sensei's digital forensics, technology, and cybersecurity services at senseient.com. We'll see you next time on Digital Detectives. Thanks for listening to Digital Detectives on the Legal Talk Network. Check out some of our other podcasts on LegalTalkNetwork.com and in iTunes.